happened like last week or a few days ago, but I was in Vegas uh, living my best life as Lil Duvall says. Shout out to Lil Duvall. It was supposed to be a celebratory trip, I'm assuming, it, right? It was. It was, you know, just get out of the, get out of the fires and just have fun. And, like, I kid you not, man. Packed my Clippers jersey and, like, three other Clippers shirts. And I probably wore <sighs> one of them. You know? And I knew... I knew this was going to happen after we lost Game 5. I knew, because it's the Clippers. After that Game 5 loss, I knew it was going to be over. And everyone's like, nah, there's Game 6. Then we lose Game 6, and I'm like, it's over. And then Game 7, we're up, and we shit the bed. You just don't don't feel confident at any point after Game 5 while they were up. By, they could have been up at like 30, and you just didn't feel that confidence. And um, going back to what you said, I remember the, the last recording we did, I remember saying, you know, how the Nuggets were such a matchup nightmare for uh, the Clippers. And then yeah. I saw the 3-1 lead, and I was like, you know what? This is going to be rough go the next time we record, because like, I'm going to hear it from Daniel, like, hey, who was a tough matchup, huh, huh, and all this crap. And, and then I saw what happened in game four, and I was like, well, you know what? It, it happens. And then I saw Game Five, and I was like, "I was like, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. I've seen this before." Mm-hmm. And then once Game Six happened, that uh, a- that's when I kind of thought, if they take Game Seven, you know, like they're hella lucky. But I'd be lying to you if I thought, like, hey, they're gonna they're gonna come back and win Game Seven. But you know, everything's good over here in Lakerland so far. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Um, you guys should with the Nuggets. And and mind you, man, Nuggets are a great young team, but top to bottom, no way they should beat the Clippers. No way. No way. They're no a good way. future team. No way they should beat the Clippers. And I blame a lot of that on Doc. High, yep. high, and the fact that he's it, it's it's ridiculous. Like this dude has blown more leads than any other coach. He's Go ahead, George. Yeah, he's blown. I mean, uh, from what I saw, I think it was Jay Williams who was talking about it. Um, there's been 13 or 12, 12 or 13 times in the NBA where teams have come back down 3-1, and I think Doc owns three of those. One time, I think it was 0-3 when he was with uh, Orlando. when uh, T-Mac? Uh, yeah, when uh, Detroit came back after T-Mac was up 3-1. And then we had, uh, I think it happened at some point in Boston, and then it's happened now with the Clippers. So, you know, he owns almost a quarter of those. Um, if it's 12 times, he definitely owns a quarter. If it's 13, a little less than a quarter. But he did my, it twice my, with the Clippers. Oh, my bad. Then he probably never did it in Boston. So, correction. Yeah, he probably so blew a 2 1 lead as yeah. usual. But, you know, you, you cool. see that. And for me, the biggest thing is how can people still be like, this is one of the best coaches in the NBA? Can, can someone explain to me how? You know, you, you've blown three, three, one leads. So you basically blown close to a quarter of all the ones that have happened in the NBA, in the history of the NBA. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I couldn't tell you how many times when I was watching the game, they're talking, whether it be Reggie Miller, whether it be Chris Weber or whoever is commentating that game or Mark Jackson, you know, we're looking at one of the greatest coaches in the NBA and yada, yada, yada. Oh. And then they show his career playoff record. And it's like five to 10 games, if that, over 500. Like, where is that? How is that a great playoff coach? That's my question. 
I agree with you. And to be honest, if he doesn't get lucky by getting, I mean, Kevin Garnett and a Hungary right out, like, where would he be? If Boston Mm -hmm. ever makes those trades, his ass wouldn't even be in the league. We can't forget Rondo, who was a really, really really good young player at that time. Exactly. Where would he be? Where would he be? He'd okay. probably still be ringless. And then we could look at this. What happened after? Because I know we discussed this uh, a while back. What happened after uh, KG and Ray Allen got their ring? Did they repeat like they could have with, with, with the team that they had? No. I no. believe they ended up losing to Orlando the following year. Or Cleveland, and, one of yeah. the two teams. I think so it was Orlando because then um, – or Orlando. I think it was Orlando because then – And then they beat Cleveland. Yeah. So great coach. You know, we got to pump the brakes on that a little bit. No, I agree with you 1,000. How can it be a great coach but lose your leads? Mm-hmm. Not just once, not just twice. Three times. Yeah. You a 3-1 lead. How can it be a great coach? You had Rondo, Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, J.J. Redick, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. George. Yep. Uh, uh, Lou Will, Jamal Crawford, dude, that's that's twelve guys just off top of my head that he's coached. That's not even mm-hmm. including Tony Island. That's not including oh, right. Big Baby Davis. I'm not gonna put Perkins in that, not at all. But that's 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 thirty. If Perkins guys, hears this, good quality. If Perkins hears this, hopefully he gives us a shout out on first yeah, take. Please. <laughs> please. But how can he have all those guys? And only have one ring. How? Yeah. It How? Just, it, it doesn't make sense. And I know when you sent me the um, – I don't, I don't even think it was a post. You just told me, like, this is what the Clippers all-decade team would be. And – Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you, you sent me a list of so many names that That's they've had in this past decade under Doc Rivers, and he didn't get a championship? Yeah. It just goes to show that in Boston, I don't think it was so much Doc. No, not at It was the players that he had. Exactly. Which, yeah. um, I don't know if you want. I don't know if we're done talking about Doc, but if you want to get into the Clipper players right now, I'm all for it. No, I mean we can go with that all-decade team. It was Chris Paul, Paul George, Kawhi, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan off the bench? You have JJ Reddick. Two of the yeah, JJ, one of the greatest shooters ever, and then two of the best scoring guards ever as six men in Paul yep. George, Paul George, fucking Lou, Lou Will and Jamal Crawford. Yeah, and you still lose, and you and like that's not even counting when we had Kenya Martin for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did fairly well for us. Like, I don't understand. He's not a good coach. And put it this way, put it this way, he left Boston. He demanded a trade. Remember that whack ass trade mm-hmm. to get out because he knew if he had to rebuild, he's gonna lose. Mm-hmm. He knew that from the start, like. That makes He's so much not sense. a good coach. Like, I'm sorry. Want to rebuild. How the hell did Boston make two Eastern Conference finals before Doc? If you mm. do an all-decade team for Boston, there's no way they're beating the Clippers. Nope. You can, you can say all oh, the Warriors. You can say Houston. You can say all these teams. But, like, there's no way. There's no way. The Clippers had too much talent. And we, we wasted on We wasted it. Wasted. From top to bottom. And it's not just a question of they had, oh, they had this good player or they had, you know, no. It was literally one through five. Hell, one through six, seven, or eight that he was yeah. able to go into his bench, 
have a good quality starting lineup, and he just yeah. was never he never even touched the conference finals. Which which gets me to uh, the next part that I want to discuss in regards to mm-hmm. um, the Clippers. Yes, this, a lot of this is on Doc, most of it, but we can't overlook the fact, um, the way, for example, um, I'm not even going to say Kawhi because he was a quiet dude and it, and he's getting, I mean, he deserves a big part of the blame, but he's for the most part a quiet guy. Um, uh-huh. But especially Lou Williams, Paul George, Montrez Harrell, um, those three, Pat Beverly, those four guys were carrying themselves as if they had already won the championship, the summer that they signed both the guys. And that was they the problem. really did. They and really even did. From a franchise standpoint, the whole, the franchise itself, like uh, the Steve Ballmer, tried making this rivalry between the Clippers and LA so much bigger than it was. Um, and this is not me trying to be like, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful anyway. But, you know, when it's like big brother, little brother, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're there. It's cute. It's funny. But it's not something that's taken seriously from a, from a rivalry perspective. As a Laker fan, me, was I worried about the Clippers? Yes, I was because they had all this talent. But did I ever feel like it was this deep rivalry that ran through L.A. and, you know, no. like, like in rivalries in other sports like Lakers-Boston or Dodgers-Giants? It never felt anything like that to me. So yeah. for them to start doing this whole we, not me, uh, street lights over spots lights, uh, we got now, you know, all this um, big hiding. Thank you. It just made it so much worse on them, especially when it comes to blowing a 3-1 lead. And that's part of the big reason why the media and a lot of people are ripping them a new one. And it's well-deserved. You carried yourself like you were a championship caliber team and you fell short. And we're not even talking, oh, you fell short in the finals. You fell short in the Western Conference semis. The second and round. Thank you. You just can't, you know, do that and then not expect to, to be called out on a lot of the BS. And then a lot of the excuses that came afterward were just so unnecessary. And the big one that comes to mind is um, the fatigue. Oh, some Clipper players were fatigued. I'm sorry. Weren't you uh, load managing Kawhi all year? Weren't you load managing? Paul George as well weren't all these different players getting like games off and not playing so many minutes so that when they got to the playoffs they wouldn't run into this wall and yet they still ran into it so this also hits on the players because what that tells me is that these dudes were not taking the season seriously when the season was shut down because of the whole uh coronavirus these guys did not keep themselves in shape they had no hope mm-hmm. and that is just ridiculously unprofessional especially if you carry yourself the way you did early on before the season started like you guys were champs that's the Mm -hmm. problem secondly Mm -hmm. paul george the best he can do for his career right now is keep his mouth shut stay off social media when he Mm -hmm. says that i think this season was championship or bust if there was ever a season for the clippers that it was championship or bust it was this Mm -hmm. one there was no war playoffs they built their team to beat the Lakers, which, by the way, the games they had during the season were competitive to where, you know, I, I was even thinking like, hey, you know what? I'm a little, I, I remember we were talking. I'm worried about the Clippers in the playoffs. Like, this team was built to beat the Lakers. And then when they say, oh, you know, it's our first year and, you know, chemistry, AD and LeBron is our first year. Uh, Kemba's first year in Boston. Jimmy's uh-huh. first year in 
Boston. There's a bunch of dudes in the conference semis right now, other than Denver, that are having their first year uh, with, a, with a new team. And yet they're in the conference semis. So the best thing they could have Thank you. Conference finals. The best thing they could have done after they lost is take the L and shut up. Say we lost. Mm -hmm. We didn't play well. But the fact that they're out here making so many excuses to cover their asses, it just mm -hmm. makes it like you guys really are that little brother that just looks for excuse after excuse after excuse. It reminds me of when I used to play against my little brother. Like, he always had an excuse or called bullshit fouls. But you know what? Like, I, I liked the marketing of it. But when I realized, like, you know what? This is getting too out of hand. Mm -hmm. Was the whole beef with uh, Damian Lillard and Paul George. Like, when Paul George and Pat Bev were like, oh, like, Cancun on three. Like, yeah. part of me is like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, why are you guys talking like this? I'm a Clippers fan. But I'm like, dude, there's no need for this. And also, Damian Lillard owns both of you. Like, yep. why are you talking? Like, look, man, I I love the grit. Even though we made the finals, I mean, made the playoffs last year, and I was mad because we lost uh, a draft pick. But um, that grit that they had when they played against Kevin Durant and the Warriors, like, Pat Beverly was a dog, like. And, like, what happened this year to Pat Beverly? Like, bro, you really let Jamal Murray go for you on you? Where's mm -hmm. that dog? Like, Lou Will, like, where are your shots? You were hot. You were clutch. What happened this year? Like, Paul George, you hit the side of the backboard. Like, like yeah. damn. Like, what happened? And you know what? I think for the whole Paul George, we should have known this was coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, for him saying that Damian Lillard shot to ice the Oklahoma City Thunder series, with him saying mm -hmm. that's a bad shot, for how he left Indiana, and Indiana's doing perfectly fine without him. Oh, like, they don't miss him should, at all. No, they don't miss him at all. Like, we should have seen this coming. At least I should have. Like, yep. Paul George, the best thing for the Lakers was them not getting Paul George. It was mm -hmm. the best thing they could have done. Best thing. So kudos no, to the Lakers. And going back to what you said, how the best thing that they could have is not get Paul George, you could also make the argument, and I'm going to throw this out there because we've already, you know, we're hitting on Paul George right now, and it sucks that the Clippers are on the hook for five picks um, with a dude like that who we, doesn't show up in the playoffs. But I'm going to add one more. Um, the worst thing that Kawhi could have done was go to the Clippers and want to be um, – you know, the guy on a team. And this is not to say like, oh, he should have gone to the Lakers. But you make the argument. He goes to the Lakers, he's probably the second or third guy on that team. Um, yeah, and there's not so much pressure. There's not so much of a spotlight on him. Um, or I'll do you one better. He, his best move wouldn't have been to the Lakers either. His best move would have been to more than likely stay in Toronto. Toronto yeah. lost in the exact same spot, part in the playoffs that he did. Whereas if he was in Toronto... Um, and let's say they would have lost this year in the semis. Oh, well, you still won the year before. You're going to come back next year. Toronto's still going to be, you know, uh, uh, a team to take seriously in the playoffs. But the mm -hmm. fact that he went to a franchise that had never won, it's in his hometown. They put up this, uh, they went out and got, you know, Paul George at his request. Um, yeah. So for all, all of the, that, the new balance up, commercials, don't forget the commercials. Yeah, the commercials. And then for all of that to blow up, 
And when you looked at, he honestly did not show up in the fourth quarter of some of those games, especially in game seven, when he considers himself the guy it's, it's, we, we need to stop the discussion now of, and we need to stop this trend in general of seeing one dude win one thing. And we automatically assume, you know, that he's the best uh, player in the league at that point, because Mm -hmm. from what I saw this year, um, LeBron is still the best player in the league uh, this year easily. And the closest thing to him, as far as a player that has that kind of impact on a game, hopefully he comes back the same. And it would be Kevin Durant. Um, I really, Kevin Durant is the second uh, best player in the league at this point. And if he comes back better, he can probably uh, leapfrog uh, LeBron. But I can even make the argument that I'd rather have, say, a Luka Doncic at this point over uh, a Kawhi Leonard. Only because they impact the game in different uh, ways. You know, specifically with Kawhi Leonard, I wanted to see him be more aggressive down the stretch, especially to close out the games. And it just seems like he didn't want the ball in his hand. He was just looking for anyone to pass the ball to. And I get it. If if you're getting the work offensively, you got to get other people involved. You know, that's what the greats do. But Uh with him, it didn't even look like he was taking quality shots. He was either forcing a bad quality shot or he was passing out of what could be a good shot. There were times when he was open on the baseline and he would pass out. And all I'm thinking is like, that's the shot you should take. There was times when he was driving in into a double team and he was forcing up that shot, not getting the Uh foul call. And so it just didn't make any sense, the game plan that he was in there with. You know, I can I can coach from my from my bed or I can coach from my couch, you know, 24-7. But it just he just didn't seem like he was there present. And now I have a question in regards to um, their motives behind wanting to leave the bubble. Uh, because uh-huh. you never it's like, oh, the Lakers and the Clippers wanted to leave. Uh, with the Clippers, especially with the sorry performance they came out with afterward, you know, it just I just didn't feel like the Clippers that you saw during the season were the same ones that came into the bubble. They just seemed so distracted, especially with everything that happened. You know what? I give Montrez Harrell a pass on that. You know, oh, fact, easily. So I, I give him a pass on, you know, poor play and all that. You know what? That stuff hits hard. You know what? I, I don't give Lou Will a pass. You know what? You want to go to Magic City? You go to Magic City. You want to uh, trademark Lemon Pepper Lou? Go ahead and trademark it. You know, at the end of the day, you're probably still going to go home without having a single ring in your career. And mm-hmm. to arguably one of the greatest six men in the history of the NBA. Uh, Paul George, also, no excuse. Kawhi Leonard, no excuse. You guys are being paid millions of dollars. The least you can do is keep yourself in shape. At least. At least. At least. And at that's something. Least. That's something the like I did not see, and not only that, like I know I don't know if we talked about it last last uh, last podcast. I probably did, but like honestly, the the Clippers shouldn't even won the first round. Like I that, believe we did is, discuss it. We did discuss that, and something that we don't have on the Clippers team is a leader. Like two years mm-hmm. ago, uh, I just saw right now. I came to my timeline, but two years ago. Pop, great uh, coach Pop was saying, like, yo, I mean, like, Kawhi's, Kawhi's a terrific player, great player, but he's not a leader. Yeah. And this Clippers team showed it. He's not a leader. So I don't know. The Clippers need to bring in a leader, but we traded our leader to get assets. We traded yep. Chris Paul. <laughs> yep. Who, by the way, if this playoff showed anything, is that a healthy Chris Paul is still something to uh, keep an eye on in, in the NBA. Mm hmm. 
he had a healthy year this year, and um, there's there's nothing bad to say about what he did in in OKC. And you know, and Shy uh, Shay showed some uh, you know some glimpses of potential. being a, a, a potential. So I just hope that this doesn't end up being one of those things where uh, the Clippers you know cut corners to try to get there and didn't do their homework 100. percent and it ends up, you know, biting them in the butt. Because, I mean, we could look at previous trades that they made. I mean, I know we've discussed this. Um, when they traded Baron Davis, that pick became who? Kyrie. Exactly. And um, I have a question. Which, I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but when they, traded, when they traded for Chris Paul, did that pick at any point become Anthony Davis? No, no, no. They okay. didn't have a chance. No. That's what I was curious about. I was like, because if there's a chance that that happened, and the Clippers have really, really screwed. No, no the, and, the only pick was Kyrie, but yeah. I'm, and I'm now fine. you're looking at a team in a situation where you know, based on the uh, the post you sent me, um, they're not looking at a first round pick until 2027. Yeah, and you know what? If Kawhi is already doing load management now, how can you guarantee his body is going to be healthy in the long run? Um, you know, same thing applies to Paul George. Same thing applies to if you guys resign Montrez Harrell. Undersized bigs get eaten up. I don't know how well their uh, career longevity is. A lot of them have little runs in the NBA. They get their payday yeah, and drops. Because I mean, we could look at at, at at Big Baby Davis. He's one of them. Kenneth uh, Reed. Yeah, Kenneth Reed. He's another one. Now we could look at Targ Black from the Lakers a couple years back. Yeah. Um, you know, they have those good quality monster seasons, but, you know, when you're undersized and you're playing a big and you have a limited skill set, your body takes a beating and your body just can't hold up a lot of the times. So this really was the year for them that I could honestly say it's championship robust. And and you know what? It, it didn't work. And like I said, it just looks so much worse with all the talking that took place. You know, there, there was a lot of talk. And, and, and that's what really, really bit, bit him in the ass more than anything. Um, you know, I told you, D, like, hey, come home, come home. Uh, you know, just if you want to be a Laker fan, go for it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I also understand why you continue rooting for the Clippers. It's the same reason why I continue rooting for the Chargers. You know, there's just something there, you know. Um, there's just something there that, you know, you just enjoy and it just, you know, you're just, you're just passionate about. But, um, yeah, you know. It is what it is, and you know today we're both we're both having a couple drinks here, you know, in Club Shay Shay, and uh, I feel like we're drinking for different reasons. But hey, so be it. You know, you're having your drink for what? Do you want to remind us again? <laughs> Everything that we just spoke about. <laughs> Hello. Damn it. Hey, I lost you, D. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no worries. Uh, my screen, my screen, like went to the home. Oh, so, okay. But I'm looking, I'm looking at. But it makes me even more sad. Is uh, next year Marcus Morris is gone? Yeah, Montrez could be gone. Montrez might be gone. Which yeah, Michael the, Green ah, has a player option. I hope the Clippers don't pay Montrez because he's going to demand a lot of money, and it's not worth mm -hmm. it. It's not worth it. No, I, I agree. But even if we let him go, we're still at $114 million. Yeah. Jamichael Green salary. would be a good player to bring back. But, mm -hmm. again, I feel like but he might get, get paid. Money. <laughs> he might get more money elsewhere. Uh, Marcus will probably. And you know, what's even, you know what's even more fucked up? 
the season 2021 and 2022, those are player options for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. If it's not working, they can take off as well. Exactly. And and so it's like we give up our history. We give up. We give up our future. Yeah, I wouldn't say history. Or he's been the same. Yeah, no, nah. <laughs> exactly. History has been the same. But we give up. Let's say we give up our future for maybe two good seasons, maybe. and maybe. Well, one season's already done, so yeah. one more season. Yeah. It's it's not looking good. No, and you know and. And everyone thought, like, oh, they got Jerry West advising. It's going to be, you know what? I don't know. Something is, you know, as good as Jerry West is, I just think it's just hard not to think that there's some sort of, like, bad juju or clippers at this point. Like, mm-hmm. there's got, there's just something more going on there because it, it really does just seem more like of a, of a you know, like the way Boston, the Boston Red Sox were back in the day, where it just doesn't matter how good they were, they just couldn't reach the World Series. Yeah. So until they finally did, um, but it just it just looks a lot like that, even more like the Cleveland Browns, you know. Where yeah. You look at, I mean, just a little bit of a history here. The Cleveland Browns, the original Cleveland Brown team, is actually we're both the Baltimore Ravens of today. The minute uh-huh. out of out of Cleveland, they win. So I wouldn't say the minute, but a couple of years later, they win. So. You know what? It's to look at. It's something to look at in regards to all San Diego sports, as we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. Except, I think the Clippers have a little bit of a double whammy there because they were in Buffalo. And if we look at the Buffalo Bills history, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just shit. Yeah, Clippers, that's what I'm saying, man. Clippers doubled up. Like, like I know, and we both brought this up. You know, when they traded for. And the Lakers traded for AD. We are like, okay, like they're giving up picks, but yeah. they're winning now. Yes. And we said the same thing for Paul George, but I I feel more comfortable giving up my picks knowing I'm getting Anthony Davis. Who's younger? Who's younger? I mean, they're both injury prone. So. Yes. But rather than Paul George, who like kept getting bounced in the first round. Mm-hmm. But you could argue, well, I mean, AD was rarely ever in the playoffs, but you could also make the argument that for today's NBA, AD is more of a, of a commodity, having a big with that skill set. You know what I'm saying? What they call like unicorn. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't call Paul George a unicorn in the NBA nowadays. Not at all. Especially you pair AD with, yep. you pair AD with LeBron. Like. Or then another thing, having to hear, you know, Paul George and, and Kawhi are easily two top 10 players. I don't think Paul George has been a top ten player since he broke his foot in the Olympics. He he really been, a, been the same since, and it's and, and I don't think he's been the same since Indiana. Since he left Indiana, yeah, he has not been the same. And maybe that's he will look back one day like yeah, and be like you know what, I should have stayed in Indiana. Yeah, which is funny. You sent me that post right now with Charles Barkley talking about how. Uh, Giannis should stay in Milwaukee for the same reasons. I mean, yeah, he could make the same argument. If Kawhi would have stayed longer in Toronto, would we be talking this badly about him? Would the media be eating him up like this? Probably not. Probably not, because he would still be on a team that he delivered for. Not only that, like, I don't know. Oh, the Niners are up 24-3. to this, this, so, this, this pleases this me. Fight another day. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, get more people 
you know, out this week. Bounce, yeah. But I mean, I I don't even know what else to say to the clip about the Clippers, man. Like the Clippers, really. That this was the year because yeah. of everything that we talked about, the salaries, the draft picks. It, it was this. It had to be this year. Yeah, and let's look at let's look at this too. The Clippers gave up more picks for Paul George, and the Lakers gave up for Anthony Davis. Yeah. Maybe. And we didn't even bring this up. Uh, the Warriors come back. Yep. Minnesota can build a nice, strong team. <coughs> the Pelicans come back. Memphis comes a back. Lot of, Memphis comes back. Phoenix maybe a, a lot of Just saying. Phoenix. Like, there's a lot of teams coming back. Well, like the West. Another one. The Kings could also be there. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. That's like me talking about the Charlotte Hornets oh. at this point. I feel like the Kings, the Kings are my Charlotte Hornets, I feel. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but there's a lot of teams. Like, the West is easily 12 teams deep, easily. Yeah. I guess the same reason you go for Charlotte is because of, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. Miles Bridges, right? Which one? Miles Bridges? Well, at, at, at first, I was a big Kemba fan. Oh, right, right, right. And then they got Miles Bridges. And don't forget Malik Monk. Yeah, and for me, it's De'Aaron Fox with the Kings. To this day, I'd still rather take him over Lonzo. At this point, you'd probably take anyone. I would take Dennis Smith Jr. over Lonzo. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, man. Like, it's it's no cakewalk, man. Nope. It's, it's, it's going to be really tough. That's why this year was the year. Yep. For, year anybody, year. for anybody who's looking to have like a legacy season or something like that, this is the year. Whether it's for the Clippers, whether it's for LeBron and the Lakers, this is the year for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just, you know, since we talked about football a little bit ago with the 49ers score, you know what? Let's just go back to that coach. I think it was, was it Jim Mora? I don't know if it was Jim Mora. No, no, no. It was, uh, I think it might have been Romeo Crennel. No, it was a coach from the Cardinals. They are who we thought they were. Oh, I think it was the Bengals. No, or, no. Cardinals, and it was Coach Green. I just don't remember. Yeah, Dennis Green. Yeah, Dennis Green. If I recall correctly. And 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 that's really what it came down to with uh, the Clippers. You know, they they are who we thought they were. Exactly. And I'm I'm looking at the Western teams. Like Dallas is going to make the playoffs. Oh yeah. Denver's going to make the playoffs. Golden State can make the playoffs with a healthy Clay and Steph and the number two pick. Yeah, or they trade keep it. They keep it. What happened? If they keep it. If they keep it or trade it, no matter what, that that's already three teams: Houston, the Clippers, the Lakers, Memphis, Minnesota, New Orleans, Oklahoma, Phoenix, Portland, and then Utah. The only ones who I really don't count are like Sacramento and San Antonio, but they're also no cakewalk. Like that's that's thirteen teams right there yeah. that could make the playoffs. Thirteen out of fifteen <laughs> teams that can make the playoffs out west, and the Clippers say that this wasn't championship or bust. That's oh. bullshit, man. Yeah. Like this year, I lost a lot of respect for a lot of guys on the Clippers, especially Lou Will and Pat Beverly, who the year before were just animals. Mm-hmm. They're dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. They got cocky. I mean, and I even they seen got- highlights of Pat Beverly when he was in Houston. There were a couple times when like, he was the guy on the team. Even with James Harden yeah. there, he would have games where it was like, no, this is my game. And mm-hmm. I just don't I just don't see it. I mean, this is this is the guy who I saw in the offseason running up Sand Dunes and Tim's, and he couldn't stay in front of Jamal Murray. 
So and that's no disrespect to Jamal. No. Jamal's a good player, but but the, the thing way, was like you see the way Beverly carries himself, and when we look at reputations, this this shit, it shouldn't have happened. No, and especially it was just like oh, the Clippers can go one through five like defensively, they can switch everything. Mm-hmm. How how did Jamal get us forty points? Mm-hmm. How like there's no way that should happen. And that's also another thing. I did not see Kawhi guard Jamal Murray. Nope. I didn't really see Paul George guard Jamal Murray. I didn't see Kawhi Why make. They? I didn't see Kawhi stick on Luca in Dallas either, which we discussed as well. Exactly. Like, why aren't you? If you're supposed to be the best defensive player on the planet, or the best two-way why player, aren't you guarding him? Yeah. Why aren't you guarding? And that's, yeah. and, and also that's a, that's a coach thing too. Going back to Doc, like, mm-hmm. come on, man. It's not that. E- it's not that hard. It's really not. And, like, J- Jamal Murray, love him. Great shooter and all. But he's not a playmaker like Luka. So nope. don't treat him like Luka. You could easily double team him. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, man. Dallas is going to be scary next year. Oh. They're, they're going to do some shit. Especially with the healthy KP. I don't know I don't know where they're at uh, financially. But if they have, you know, money to lance a, 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 another good contributor, that's going to be nice. Let's see. They have 107 million. They still have a third option. Would be great. I don't see Tim Hardaway as a as a viable third option, but I think he'd be nice to have as a spot up shooter on the floor at any time. But mm-hmm. I think a third option would be nice for them. Well, maybe they could work their way in there, or maybe someone really like steps up. Yep, like they I, I would have mind Curry. Yeah, for three more years at seven million dollars. Which, Seven to eight million dollars. Which, by the That's way, wild. is part of the reason why I'm upset at Kawhi because I I know that the Lakers would have thrown a contract his way if they weren't waiting for Kawhi, <laughs> mm-hmm. which hurts. But I believe is Siakam a free agent this year? Pascal, let me see if he is. Let me uh, get. Hold on, Pascal Siakam, where is he at? Patrick McCall still has one more year. No, Pascal just uh, signed a contract. All right, never mind. I was going to say, term. if he would have been free, that would have been a nice pickup there if they could have gotten him in Dallas. I think he'd play nice. If they could get a Fred, Fred Van Vliet, that would be nice. But do they need another player like that? With like, if Wouldn't you be better off starting a, Steph, uh, uh, a Seth Curry? I feel like they're very similar. They're a little similar. I think Fred is a better defensive player. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you have just someone a little who's kind of like the same scoring-wise for uh, $7 million, that's pretty nice. I like, rookies, stays though. top rookies are getting paid way more oh, than Oh, yeah. But I think Van Vliet's going to stay in Toronto. I hope so. I really do. I hope they keep. But, okay. Um, all right. Well, enough of the Clippers. I think we spent... 30 minutes talking about the Clippers. It's it's, it's um, a lot to talk about, man. Yeah. It's a lot to talk about. No, but um, going back, let's talk about... Uh, the other semifinal. Um, the other final games. Well, let's just talk about the Eastern Conference Finals and mm-hmm. Western Conference Finals. Well, yeah, let's just stick with the West. We just finished a half hour on the Clippers and Denver Nuggets, so we can move on to the other team. Uh, Lakers and Houston. How'd you feel about that one? Oh man, uh, I felt fine. Like the Lakers were going to win that one. Uh, Russell Westbrook needs to relax. 
Yeah. You, you can't tell someone you got to double me and you're down 29 or 19. Um, exactly. he, he, he can't be yelling at kids that way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. man. Those memes, those edits are so yeah. funny. Yeah. I mean, I know he was but no. Rondo's brother. But uh-huh. that's one thing that gets me upset. Like, there's there's no fans this year. Okay. And um the one trash talk that does take place and Russell Westbrook acts or Westbrick acts the way he acts, he's had problems with fans in Utah who are notoriously known for being bad fans, but this dude seems to take everything personal. And it's like stop focusing so much on what people in the stands are saying. They're fans, it's part of the experience. And how about you focus on dropping a shot? Like it's it's ridiculous how easily yeah. offended this guy gets. Yeah. Like at some point you gotta start questioning like his emotional mental health. Like I, I seriously question it because like it's just so it's so much sometimes. Um, where like I feel like a fan could say like, "Hey, Westbrook, you suck." And he'd probably want to have that fan like kicked out of the uh, of the, the stadium or something or the, or the the arena, and it's just mm-hmm. yeah. And then go, and then if we're gonna go back to Houston, it's another team. You know what? How long can we continue talking about James Harden uh, being so great and being this and being that? He gets one defensive play on Lou Dort in the previous series, and everyone's like, "You see, you know he he can defend." Okay, one out of a hundred plays. I'm just. He, he really isn't the player that he's made out to be. He's a glorified free throw shooter. Um, you know what? And everyone makes a big deal of like, oh, you know, he dropped 50 points today. But if you look at the actual stats, a lot of the times when he drops 50, he probably took 25 to 30 free throws. And then you look at mm-hmm. sometimes his shooting percentage will be good. And I know we've had discussions where it's like, hey, James Harden dropped his points. And you look and it's like, oh, hey. It was actually a genuinely good game for James Harden. But more times than not, probably close to half of his points are coming from the free throw line. So you, you take away, you know, half of his free throws, and he's a respectable maybe 18 to 23 points a night kind of guy, which is very respectable. But not this, mm-hmm. he's the greatest shooter in the, in the NBA. He's the greatest this. Like one year without Steph Curry, like the NBA is so desperate to have a dude who can knock down shots from anywhere? Because this year, I can't wait Steph. for. I can't wait for Steph to come back. This yeah. is probably the first time you'll ever hear me say, "I can't wait for Steph Curry to come back" because I fucking hated his guts. Dude, me too. Me too. I'm not a fan of Steph Curry because I, I mean, well, me and you both work, you know, at schools, and it's just it's very upsetting when it's. I'm gonna shoot threes, nah, dude. Like, work on your mid range. You don't got that yet. You don't got that yet. But it's like, no, nah, I want to be like Curry. So it's like, okay, you know what? Go ahead, develop bad habits, develop bad mechanics, shoot your threes. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you see that, and the NBA was so desperate this year to have a marquee guy who can just knock down shots, and they did their best to make James Harden that guy. But he, he, he really mm-hmm. isn't. He really isn't. And he re- he's, not, he's not a guy who can lead a team, very much like Kawhi Leonard. Um, we also, I also told you this. I think James Harden's best option is being a, number, uh, being a third guy or a second guy on another team. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the guy who can lead his team. And, and I don't know how true it is, but he's another guy that I don't feel takes uh, uh, the game seriously. 
I think that he lives more for the glitz and the glamour that come with, you know, making all this money and, and being a star in the NBA than he really cares about playing the game. No, what what this year taught showed me was there's really not a lot of leaders in the NBA. No. Like there's like we're talking about basketball sense. Basketball sense. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about political, I'm not talking about like, this leader basketball sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what made me like actually appreciate LeBron more. Because okay. LeBron is a really great leader for the team. Like granted he's he does some shit that pisses me off. Oh yeah. But like overall but he's a great leader like he he did not miss a beat when Mm -hmm. the playoffs came and that's one thing that you see go for it sorry go ahead and that's one thing that you see a lot of veterans well some veterans um where you can really tell if they're leaders when you look at the bench during timeouts are they engaging are they talking you don't see that with with james harden a whole lot you don't see that with Kawhi leonard um, where mm-hmm. I see a lot of that this year, I've seen it coming from LeBron. I've seen it coming from Chris Paul in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. who was almost like a second coach. You know, for Luca, you know where else we saw it exactly? Luca showed that, and this kid's yeah. only what 20, 21? He's he's scary. So, he's, and, and I that, think he's the next man. I don't I don't care what anyone says. He's that guy. Yep, he's probably going to be the face of the NBA when LeBron goes out if he stays healthy. And people should not be surprised by it. And I know, especially it's weird coming from me where I always say, like, you know, it's hard to, um, uh, I guess, measure talent from overseas because, you know, you don't know the level of competition. But you know what? That gap between, you know, basketball here in the States and basketball worldwide is really starting to narrow. Yes, big time. Yes. and Big fucking time. Luca. This guy was playing with grown men when he was, what, 16, 15? Yeah, around that. He's a champion in Europe. This dude knows how to win. And what's scary about him, and we've talked about it, Daniel, is he is not exactly the most athletic guy. He's not the fastest. He won't jump the highest. But his he won't fun- dunk on you. No, but his fundamentals, his footwork, everything else that oh. he brings to the game is on a totally different level. It's it's a beauty to watch, and I try to tell any kids watch Luka Doncic play. Don't watch. I mean, you can watch Steph. everyone else. You can watch Harden. <laughs> you can watch Steph. But like, if you really want to improve, watch Luka. Mm-hmm. And um, I just saw this when I was in Vegas. But I guess a few months ago, Max Kellerman, Stephen A, and Kendra Perkins were saying which star would they rather have, Luka or James Harden? And this is a very few times I agreed with Max. Where he said Luca and mm-hmm. he was being crucified. Yep. Like they're just saying, How could you say, how could you say Luca when James Harden is doing this, that, 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 that? Well, look what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, look, like Luca, like Luca's the real deal. Like he's that dude. Like, yeah. and 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 what I loved about it is like Marcus Morris was trying to get really chippy with Luca. Luca didn't care. Like and that's something that you know you would hear like Europeans are soft, right? Oh, but look, but Luca, Luca stepped up. Luca's Porzingis about- stepped up. Yeah, yeah, they stepped. That is scary. That and oh, I'm I'm really thinking about being a Dallas fan, but because <laughs> <laughs> 
what what I saw, honestly, they should have either swept the Clippers or won in five. So you'd rather Maybe go to Dallas, you know, because I hear you talk a lot. You know, LA is the place to be, but you'd rather go become a Dallas fan before you hop to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't, I can't. Like part part of me just like I can't bleed that purple and gold. No, I get you. I, I respect you. all the players you have. And <laughs> I awkward. said it since day one that the La- the Lakers are the team. I don't think you've ever heard me say no. that the Clippers are going to win the championship. No. But I, I, don't I think get, you can ever say that. also get why you don't do it because you, you you still got that, you know, I got stood up at prom kind of thing with Kobe not going to the Clippers. So I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely do. That still hurts. R.I.P. to Kobe. R.I.P. <laughs> the late great, definitely. No, but yeah, just going back, it's just like it's so hard to find leaders, man. Yeah, like, you, definitely. You can have guys that hoop, but you need a leader, mm-hmm. and that's something that the Clippers don't have. And like, even he, even in their coaching, yeah, he don't have a leader. And even if you look at the teams that are in the conference semis now, like Clippers don't have a leader. Denver Nuggets, you know, you could argue Jokic is a bit of a leader, but their coach. Because you brought up coaching. Mm. Mike Malone is such a great a coach. Great coach. Yes. And I'm so happy that the Denver Nuggets took took him. I'm yes. So, and because the Sacramento Kings fired him. And mm-hmm. even DeMarcus Cousins was mad at that. Mm-hmm. But shout out to Mike Malone. Been a huge fan of his for a while. Great leader. So and really then, you know, we could have got the Lakers. They got LeBron. They got Frank Vogel, who's uh, his coaching has been Really, really, really good this year uh, from the defensive standpoint. He's he's getting them. Um, he's doing something that Doc doesn't do that well, and he's making adjustments to the opponent uh-huh. that he's playing. You know, Rockets want to yep. go small. He sat JaVale and Dwight uh, for most of those games. So uh, you also got to be able to make And they were fine with it. And yeah. they were fine with it. Yes. They bought into the uh, – I don't mean to, to, to bring this up, but they bought into the we, not me mentality. You know what I'm saying? Which uh, <laughs> funny they did. It's, it's funny. You know the Clippers didn't do. Um, okay, they 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 bought into that me me mentality. Yeah, me 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 me. me. I'm gonna go to the strip club. Me 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 me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and when you, and when you look at Boston, uh, Marcus Smart, that dude's a leader. Whether uh, people like him or not, uh, Brad Stevens is a leader. Um, so they're where Taylor they're at. Brown. Is yeah. a leader as well. Yes. Uh, both on and off the court. Yes. He's kind such of, a great guy. Forgot to mention him, and that's on me. And then when you look at Miami, you, Eric Spolstra, I always thought uh, he's just a product of LeBron, you know, uh, Wade and Bosch, and he's not that good and all this. No, but dude, no, hell no. Eric Spolstra is one of the greatest coaches in the NBA right now. He's a great coach. Easily. And they also have a leader on the court in mm-hmm. Jimmy Buckets. So mm-hmm. it's not a coincidence when you look at the teams that were in the semis that the ones that have leadership have gone on to the, to the finals in their conference. Exactly. And that leadership, you know, I, I didn't see in the Clippers. Mm-mm. I didn't see in Houston. I didn't see in Milwaukee. Because Giannis is a, Giannis is a, a genetic freak. But is he a leader? He's not a leader. He's not a leader. Do you care? And who else? Who else lost? Can you elaborate why Giannis uh, isn't a leader? Because I'm actually curious. He's not a leader. I've I've never seen him. I've never seen him do what LeBron does. I've never seen mm-hmm. him do what Jimmy does. It, it's more of a he doesn't get his team involved. 
You see Jimmy, he's praising his teammates. You see LeBron, he's praising his teammates. He's mm -hmm. outside on the outside the court. He's with his teammates. Mm -hmm. I don't see Giannis doing that. No, I don't see him doing that at all. When Giannis got hurt, the ball moved a little bit more. Chris Middleton had yeah. uh, better games. Eric Bledsoe had mm -hmm. better games. So I guess my question to you, because this is a hot topic right now, and we're discussing the semifinals. If you're Milwaukee, do you keep Giannis? Do you look to continue building with Giannis, especially now that you saw the team maybe better going in another direction? Uh, see, I'm I'm always down with. I would since Milwaukee is such a small market, mm -hmm. and no, let's be real, no one wants to go to Milwaukee. Isn't that what Nick Young said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee ain't no place to raise your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say that? I know Joe Game Noah said something like with about that with Cleveland, but I don't know. But I um, want to say Nick Young might have said that Milwaukee is not a place to raise your kids. There's nothing to do there. Yeah, there's nothing. So I mean, if if Giannis wants to stay, try to build around him. But you need some veteran leadership. Like mm -hmm. I'm sorry, the Lopez brothers are not leaders. You know, you need some. You need a Chris Paul. I don't know how that would work, but something along those lines. I just, you yeah, know, what? No. for me, it's who did Boston beat to get into the finals? Boston beat Toronto, who has a tremendous coach, and that's why it went seven games. You know, what? yeah, they had a tremendous coach. Kyle Lowry is a leader. I yeah. can't talk about that. Who was more than so like the leader. leader last season, more so than Kawhi? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, all they gave they gave Kyle Lowry someone who was more talented than Demar Derozan. And he was able to mm -hmm. leave that team to where it had to go. Yeah. So and he could, had a young core, Marcus All. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, as far so as the Lakers, Toronto's the only one. Wasn't much of a surprise. I really hope that we finally stop talking about James Harden as this uh, main star in the NBA. I really don't think he he is. I feel mm -hmm. that he is like. Like in different generations of basketball, you have Jordan, and then you have guys that were either on par with Jordan or like a little bit below Jordan that were still good, for example. Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel that James Harden falls into. He should not be put into the categories of, you know, the Chris Pauls, the LeBrons, the Lucas. But I feel like he's a tier or two below them. So yeah, that, I can see that. That's my opinion. And it's been that way since. Woo! No, you've been, you've been on that Harden. I've been. Harden hate. Yeah, or a hardened, realistic. Yeah, it's just we'll go with you that. Have been. And so yeah. you know, and 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 let's look at it this way. Um, we could look at players like Jordan or Kobe. Uh, I know Kobe had Gasol, Kobe had Shaq, Kobe had great teams, but we can't. We can no longer say that Harden hasn't had great teams. He's had Dwight. Granted, he was hurt. Um, I won't count KD and Westbrook against them because you know they were young, but. Anyone that he's asked for, Houston, Daryl Morey has gone out and gotten for him. And sure. if he if he still doesn't get it done after that, then you know what? And I know right now a lot of the blame is going to be, oh, it's because it was Mike D'Antoni. Um, okay. Mike D'Antoni is a great coach. He's an all right coach. He can't you, win. If you buy into his system, he's a great yes. coach. Yes. Yeah. Like when he went to the Lakers, his system with the players he had was not going to work. No. It was never a good match. Right? No. It wasn't. And and that's the thing, though. But let's look at the common denominator. When you had Kevin McHill and Dwight Howard and these other players, still didn't get it done. Mm -hmm. He gets um, Chris Paul. 
And and then there's D'Antoni. Still doesn't work. He, he doesn't, gets his best friend. He gets his best friend. Still doesn't. So at this point, like, we got to look at the common denominator here, and maybe it's the fact that James Harden should not be your number one. Maybe you should be looking for someone to make James Harden your number two option and see what that can get you. I would, I would really, I would really be curious to see how that would work. And I would also like to see how James Harden would accept that role. And I think that it would play as far as um, legacy goes. I think it'll help his legacy in the league if he can win a ring. And even if it is as a number two, you know what? Even if they got to refer to him as a Pippen on the team, it, it, I mean, which by the way, I wouldn't even say like a Pippen because Pippen is criminally underrated. Um, uh-huh. So, but if he can find, I guess, his Jordan, his, his, because uh, that was a big topic not too long ago, not too long ago with Giannis. If James Harden can find his Jordan, that would be awesome because James Harden is not the Jordan. He's the Pippen. I, I agree with you 100%. And also, like, something to think about, not even, I'm going to switch to Miami because yeah. I agree with you. But, um, you know, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I know he's. I know you. You brought I'm up so this wrong. No, no. I mean it. That no. That is fine. But you brought up a quote last time that I want to repeat. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler really took this Miami team who did not make the make the playoffs last year in Dwayne Wade's last year to the conference finals. Yeah. And what does that say about Joel Embiid? What does that say about Ben Simmons? What does that say about Andrew Wiggins? What does that say about Carl Anthony Towns? Mm-hmm. What does that say to those young guys? Like they don't want to work. They exactly. You you give them Bam Adebayo, who was like the thirteenth or fourteenth pick. Tyler Hero, who was like the thirteenth, twelfth to the fourteenth pick. I can't remember. Kendrick Dunn, who was a uh, late first round, early second, right? I don't even know if he was drafted. To be honest with you, damn. Um, you bring it. You bring in that. You bring in that leader, and he plays with that. And you bring in an aging Goran Dragic. Who's having a great year right now? And he's been so Obviously. patient with Miami. So patient with he Miami. has. It's, it's awesome that it's paid off. It has because when they brought back D Wade, I was like, "Well, fuck!" Like, this was Drogic's team, but okay. Mm-hmm. And that that whole D Wade—that's a whole nother story. That's oh, and, a whole nother thing. And another thing, he gets into the conference final as the fifth seed. The fifth yep. seed. So this isn't a team that you're expecting to even be where they're at right now. No, there they are. And, they had a two-zero lead. It's kudos to Jimmy. It's kudos mm-hmm. to the Heat team. It's kudos to Eric Spolstra. It's kudos to Pat Riley. Like Duncan Robinson was a Division Three player. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? And he's making shots. Like he's big shots. Like big shots. <clears throat> I know. You know they got rid of Hassan Whiteside mm-hmm. so Bam can get more minutes. Paid off dramatically. Oh yeah. And then they brought in at- Jay Crowder. You bring in Iggy. It's it's. I'm so happy for Miami. And it's cool that they brought in Jay Crowder because there's that Marquette relationship between him and Jimmy. So there's that mm-hmm. uh, that there's already that chemistry there, uh, just from being yeah. from the same school. But going back to Duncan, and you Robinson, cut ties with Justin Winslow. <laughs> yeah, and just going back to Duncan Robinson, um, going like how you said he he was a D three player. Have you seen a prettier release or a quicker release on a three-point shot? Because I know that they, they've done like those uh, camera angles where it's like right on the side of him. It is mm-hmm. so quick. It is so pretty. It's it's honestly like I don't know who you can compare. Other it to. than Steph Curry, no. 
No, I'm, I'm talking of sheer quickness of release. I, I think it's 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 almost it's like beautiful. It's it's awesome. And so you got a GM and a coach who believe in you like that, and um, mm -hmm. it's it's it just shows that it pays dividends. And um, and we did. And going back to what you said right now, what I said about Jimmy Butler and and Philly and and being in in uh, Minnesota. You know, it, it goes back to the same question that KG asked Andrew Wiggins. You know, when are you going to be an All Star? And Andrew Wiggins' response was always, "Oh, next season. Oh, next season. Oh, next season." I just think that these some of these young uh, kids that come in. I mean, not to say that I'm like really old because I'm only 27, but um, some of these young kids that are coming into the NBA right now, they get a lot of that taste of fame and a lot of the the attention, whether it be through AAU or in college and all that. That once they get to that the social NBA, media, man. Exactly. So it's almost like making the NBA is the goal enough already. Like, hey, I made it. That's it. Like, mm -hmm. that shouldn't. The goal should not be to make the NBA, but it should be to win in the NBA. And that's what I'm seeing mm -hmm. with a lot of these kids, where it's like, oh, I made it. No, you took the first step, but you haven't made it yet. And that's my big dilemma with uh, a lot of the the young kids coming in. And I think that Jimmy Butler exposed some of that. Especially with Florida, yeah. especially with um, Philadelphia as well. No, he really did, and uh, I, I bet Philadelphia's fucking upset that they paid to themselves. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, like they should have fired Brett Brown mm -hmm. instead of keeping him. Because I'm at imagine if they just Philadelphia just brings that team back one more year with a new coach. They were that team will be in the finals right now. He is right now. Easily. I think they would beat whoever. They'll be out of the East. Imagine that Philly team versus the Lakers right yeah, now. Because they'd have that's, their that's pretty they'd have their closer. They'd have their guy to take the ball in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. That's that that's a scary lineup. Mm -hmm. Like I still think that's one of the best teams to never make the finals. Like I put that team up with like the early Sacramento Kings. And granted, I, I think highly of that team. And granted, I know that Philadelphia was a failure this season, but a lot of it had to do with Ben Simmons going down with the injury as well. Um, that's yeah. that's definitely something that I'm looking at. I feel that even but had they didn't have the shooters. True, true. They didn't because look, man, Ben Simmons, JJ, Jimmy, Tobias, Joel Embiid. That's a scary starting five. Mm -hmm. That's that I would love to see that in a seven game series versus LeBron and the Lakers. That would actually be really dope. Really, really dope. And I don't know if you yeah. sent me this as a post or if it was a quote of yours, but um, Chicago last time made the playoffs when they had Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Um, what was the other team? Minnesota. Minnesota. The last time they were in the playoffs, they had Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia went the furthest. Exactly. When they had Jimmy Butler. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's time to stop seeing Jimmy as, you know, he has a problem or he has a bad attitude. Sometimes it's not a bad attitude. Sometimes it's it's a winning attitude, and it may and it may and it may rub people the wrong way. But when you got you get guys to buy into it, it can take you places. And, and you Easily. look no further than Tyler Hero is a prime example of that. I was I heard mm -hmm. out of bio. Thank you. And I heard a story the other day where they were uh, – Tyler Hero was essentially what they called baptized by fire when he got to Miami. They had him guarding uh, Jimmy Butler. 
And the story mm -hmm. was, uh, I don't know, I forgot who said the story. But the story goes that Tyler Hero was getting his, he got his ass kicked a couple times. Uh, but he kept on coming time after time after time. It didn't become one of these like, oh, I can't, I can't cover him and I can't do this. No, he kept his feet on the ground, kept on attacking him over and over again. And that's basically, and, and when you look at it now, Jimmy has nothing but praise for Tyler Hero. And oh, yeah. I've never heard him speak so highly of young guys like Bam yeah. and Tyler. Mm -hmm. Never. And never did that with Cat. Never did that with Wigan. And they weren't top picks. They were lottery picks, but they weren't like, you know, top five picks in, in, in the lottery those years. So some of it has to do with character. Yeah. And that's, that's, there's, Sadly, in the United States, <laughs> there's not a lot of um, <laughs> high character, uh, like, especially with the young guys. Because no, they get no a taste of fame so young that it's, it's no longer uh, a luxury or a new thing. By the time they get there, a lot of these kids are already famous. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm worried about, man. And that's why, like, to be honest, I would rather pick some guy from overseas or like I don't yeah. know. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't want the top picks because the yeah. talent, the talent gap, as we mentioned before, it's it's not that big anymore. Um, no. I think, and hopefully this doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. But I think gone are the days when you end up with more Darkos than Dirks. If that makes. I guess sense. Well, well, we'll see with Denny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The lottery, which I am actually a big fan of. Danny, and I really hope he does well. Dude, I now, did, leader wise, I don't know how he is. What's his last name? Danny. It starts with a V. I mean, it starts with the A. I think. Let me see if I can look it up. But he's a he's a decent player. Actually, I actually really like him. Uh, but going back to that, I mean, yeah, as we said, like it depends on the person. Like, if the person's willing to work, willing to the players willing to work, willing to sacrifice, they're going to be successful. And that's what you see in the Miami roster. Like, if you looked at everyone in the Miami, Miami roster, they're all, like, hard workers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought I had with my Clippers until I realized they are spoiled little brats. Yeah. Oh. That's funny. Uh, his name is Danny Advita. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. But check him out. Let me know what you think of it. No, we'll do. But it's just funny how everything we talk about just goes back to the Clippers, huh? No, I hear you. It does, man. It's just like you when you're talking about football. It goes back to that time where uh, the, the uh, interception with the Patriots and uh, they fumbled. Marlon McCree. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was forever embedded in, 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 in my mind. Exactly. Man. Hey, of all days. To get to open SoFi against the Chiefs. Ugh, awkward. Uh, this is why. I, yeah, okay. This is why I drink, man. <laughs> All right. Last topic. Last topic. Uh, the NBA draft is set now. They moved it back from October to November 18th, which you were very upset about. Which I was upset about, but also gives more time for you and hopefully Quentin to look at the draft prospects. Because we have so much time now. And not only that, dude. Forget me and Quinton, but these NBA executives. Mm -hmm. This is unprecedented. I feel like it, it's so hard to gauge talent this year. Because there was no uh, March Madness. 
Um, I don't even think that there were a lot of conference championships to end, like, you know, for the ACC or the SEC or the Pac-12. To be be honest, if this is their job, their whole job, how they get their money, their W-2 is just to look at scouting. (laughs) Their W-2, sorry. That's how you get that W-2 money? Yep. There's no reason for you not to be... This is just going to show who really does their homework and who yes. bullshits. I and think that's what it is. I 100% see where you're coming from in regards to that. But uh-huh. I also feel bad for some of these kids because some, you know, obviously your contract. Oh, and what I feel paid, more from the kids than exactly. the kids. Yes. What, yes, what, I agree. A lot of the time what you're paid depends on where you're drafted. You know, how many guys, <laughs> Tyrus Thomas, get drafted <laughs> Higher because of what they do in March Madness, and you maybe get a little uh-huh. bit of extra cheese, a little bit of extra cheddar. This time, you're not going to see a whole lot of that, so you're going to have to go based on a lot of uh, just name, uh, maybe a, with, with a little sample size of college and maybe high school, mostly high school mm-hmm. for a lot of these kids, especially if they're freshmen. Obviously, you know, if they're sophomores. Um, juniors or upperclassmen, you could, you know, you, you could look at last year's tape compared to this year. You can kind of see, you know, where, where um, certain improvements or developments were made. With freshmen, it's really hard. And 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 what I get at is that I was actually just watching a show on, um, I forgot what streaming service it was, but it, it was uh, it was AD and how he's a prime example of this. He says that he went into Kentucky and didn't have many post moves. They didn't have much of this. And he wasn't exactly like, you know, a five-star recruit coming out of high school. It was that Grossberg that got that attention. So when you end up with players like that who have that kind of development from high school to, say, their freshman year in college, a lot of those kids are going to suffer because their high school film may not be as impressive as what they could have done, say, in an NCAA tournament. Because that's where AD, for example, really, really threw his name out there. It was in that NCAA tournament where I think he was averaging like 12 points, 15 boards, and like five blocks a game. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of those kids that are probably going to uh, suffer a little bit from this draft. And hopefully things can clear up a little bit to where they can still have a combine and they can maybe still show flashes of what they can do to improve their draft stock. Mm-hmm. No, I, you're right. I do feel for the kids. Especially those like freshman guys mm-hmm. who wanted to come out and stuff, you know. But team wise, I don't feel for the teams. Like honestly, you should be looking at everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like especially, like I said, if this is your W two money, this, you better be fucking doing yep. your job because I would love to take your job. Um, <laughs> I'd take. I just yeah, I like just, I would love to. I'd be at it, but I'd gladly take it. Uh huh. No. Because there's there, there's some there's there's some talent here, not a lot, but there's some. Oh, dude! If Isaiah Thomas could still get a job, why can't I? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. But when do you think? So, if the draft is November eighteenth, mm-hmm. when do you think they start the season? Uh, well, they already came out and said that they're not. Um, I believe I got this off of Bleacher Report or ESPN, one of the two. There's no plans to have the um, the season start, I believe, before Christmas. So we may not have basketball until maybe January or February. And what I'm more curious about is, is this going to be the new timing for the NBA season? Or 
at some point are things going to go back to how it was where it starts, you know, mid to late October. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. is this the new, uh, then there's no more summer league, I guess, like all league or, or winter league. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they do summer league in Vegas, so they can have it there year round. It's not like it gets cold. I mean, it gets cold, but they're indoors. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll be fine. Yeah, but it depends It depends on the colleges as well, like the college sports, college basketball. That'd be rough. So, it would be rough. I hope, honestly, I just hope next season is a shortened season just so we can end normally. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's what baseball Then we get back to it. That's what baseball did. Um, they, uh, they're still going to finish around October. So... Um, may it, it may go into early November, but uh, mm-hmm. they saw at the time at which they were going to start their season, and they were kind of gauging how many games it could fit in to still finish on time. So that's why they they landed on sixty. I believe this week or next week should be the last uh, week of the season, and then we're going to start getting playoffs. But one thing that baseball did is that they expanded playoffs. So that's what they did in order to continue it to end at the same time. Uh, granted, there yeah. ends in October, so they were able to come to an agreement. I think sometime in June or July, mm-hmm. which was very difficult for basketball to do because technically, when they restarted, their season was already over, or it, was, it should have yeah. been approaching the end. So it's it's interesting to see what they do from here. It is. I I, I just hope it goes back to normal. Uh, but um, anyways, no. it will give us more time, and hopefully, we can have like maybe two or three pod maybe two podcasts about the draft and uh, down. our thoughts once once you and uh, you do your homework on it or even Q does his homework or and whoever. This, this will probably be the first year where we got to watch the draft virtually, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. We, we were going, what, six years, five years, six years strong on that? Yeah, well, last year we had to watch it. Like, we were on the phone. Were we? Yeah, last year because I was working at the law firm. Oh, right, 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 right. That was your fault. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you can come through, but it's, it's that's on you. You got to be careful. <laughs> I, I, got, you, man. I, got, I got too many high-risk relatives, man. I got to be careful. No, nah, I feel you. I respect it, man. But all right, we're going to end it here, y'all. Um, we, believe it or not, we didn't have any, like, we didn't have any game plan. We just went with the flow. Yep. So... <laughs> Thank you guys for hopefully listening and uh, liked it, you know. Yeah, and hopefully we can run it back. And uh, yeah, but all right, y'all, take it easy. Peace. <laughs>